Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is Chris Mizignano, the beat writer for the Giant Insider, who was making his way home on the New Jersey, New Jersey Turnpike today in a lot of snow and a lot of traffic. And, uh, buddy, uh, that's dedication right there, the way you cover this team, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Three-plus hours, brutal drive home on 78. Really, at one point, thinking I'm not going to make it. <laughs> tractor trailers jackknifed all over who's draw who drove it to a tree what jackass is driving like it's a 70 degree day um my truck swerving all over in the middle of it all of a sudden a low tire pressure came on i thought i was getting a flat um yeah it didn't look good for me i thought it was gonna be all bad but it's, it's only here funny because you're alive buddy it's only funny because you're okay that's all so <laughs> here i am yeah oh my god uh anyway thank you man uh that's in the <laughs> Do, you do an incredible job, and based on the on the live tweets today at uh, in the locker room, uh, you cover this team like no other, my friend. Um, so on this podcast, guys, we're going to talk you. about the, uh, the the upcoming Bucks game. Uh, we're going to answer your Twitter questions, and we'll make our picks for the week. And uh, we'll, we'll probably do the Twitter questions last. And there's a lot of them, so we're going to get through the uh, the Bucks game um, first. So, Chris. Yeah, this game. Um, I'm 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 ecstatic. Obviously, I told you this before. We're we're two and seven. Mm. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying how excited <laughs> I am for a two and seven yeah. game. But look, man, the the, the Bucks offense is um, is high powered, but the defense yeah. leaves a lot to be desired. So, um, you know, initial thoughts, buddy, on, on this uh, upcoming matchup. What do you got? I, I tell you, the Bucks offense. It's so impressive, man. Except for when Fitzpatrick, you know, as usual, throws the throws the throws the ball to the wrong jersey, <laughs> or fumbles, or they get like four penalties in a red zone, you know. But you I mean you look at the stats of these guys? I mean, they're averaging four hundred and fifty-two yards a game, three sixty-one in the air. I mean, their fourth receiver, Jerry Adam Humphreys, seriously could be like a number two in a lot of teams in this league, and that's their fourth. Yeah, they got two two legit. Red zone tight end threats, you know, they can't stop anybody. I mean, that's, you know, that and turnovers and costly penalties is the reason why they're three and six. But, man, I tell you, you look across the board at this offense, and Betcher was talking about it today. Man, there's a lot of dangerous guys. And we all know Deshaun Jackson, um, which I'm sure he'll do something dramatic against us like he always does. Right? I'm sure he'll go over the top at least once or – or he'll, he'll pick up a fumble, one at eighty yards, you know, something like that, yeah. because it's Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. But you look at, you know, Mike Evans is one of the best in the league, and you know, OJ Howe is really coming into his own. And Giants can't cover tight ends, and, and, that, and that's what that's what I wanted to get to, buddy. Yeah, uh, you kind of led me right into it. So one of the things, um, one of the, the the comments you made on Twitter was a, a quote from Metcher, <clears> where <throat> he, he likes the matchup of Landon Collins on opposing tight ends. Now, I yeah. know a coach is never going to bash his own player, but. To look for that matchup, uh, is he, what? Where's? Why is he saying that? Because <laughs> I mean, Collins, oh. look, Collins is really good in the box. And a couple guys were suggesting maybe he should be made a linebacker. I don't think that's ever going to happen, but it's not a bad suggestion. Huh. But <laughs> where's that coming from? Where where Betcher's saying he likes that matchup? Because that, that seems like a nightmare scenario on OJ Howard. Yeah. Um, well, it was a nightmare against George Kittle, right? The first few series. And you, I mean, and you Kittle... called it. You called it. Yeah. Uh, you know. And Betcher said that today. He goes, you know, we like the landing matchup on tight ends. And, and somebody was like, well, you know, how about the quick tight end? You know, Kittle kind of does a, well, you don't get one-on-ones, but we like landing out there. 
listen, Landon's game is not covering a quick tight end in space. That's just not his game. You know, uh, he was lined up against him a few times. And, you know, he was beat a few times Monday night. Um, I was kind of taken back. And, and, I, and I'm trying to look. I'm looking at Betcher like, is he sincere with this? Or, and there was no reason to, to cover for Collins because he could have went around it another way, you know. Right. Uh, but he didn't. He specifically said Collins. Um, and I was taken back. I was a little surprised by it because Landon's not going to cover, you know, a guy like like Kittle or a quick tight end, you, you know, like an O.J. Howard maybe even this week, you know, it's just not going to do it consistently. That's just not his game, Jerry, you know, so. Yeah, you have to wonder um, if, if there was a free safety in there who could cover, uh, maybe he would assign him. I know free safeties yeah. tend to roam back further in the, you know, kind of cover over the top, but you'd have to wonder if, if Curtis Riley was better in coverage or they would maybe play Mike Thomas and start him there mm-hmm. rather than playing him more in the slot. You wonder well, if they would put um, someone like Mike Thomas on uh, on Howard. Well, you know, well, bet you, look, he did get some matchups. You know, you, you, you saw Thomas on him the other day a few times. Then you saw Haley on him once. Then you saw Ogletree on him. You know, he did mix it up. Um, but a lot of times, you know, especially at the beginning of the game, where it looked like that was the game plan. We discussed that, you know, a couple of days ago. That actually looked like that was the game plan, Collins on Kittle and, and he was getting, you know, hurt by him a few times early. Giants adjusted to it later on. And I think I think Kittle had nine catches. I think one in the second half or well, he was quiet the last like fifteen minutes or so. Yeah, and I don't know if putting uh Ogletree on, on a tight end is yeah, a I better mean, scenario. You know, he's he's struggle you know, he struggles too. It's just he listen, he also credited Kyle Shanahan for having, you know, the way he went, you know, he, he spread it out and he got some of the matchups and which happens in his league. Look, you you're not gonna get the matchup you want all the time, but it just seemed like anyway, getting back to what he was saying, yeah, it took me by surprise that he I bet you actually said, Yeah, we like Collins in matchups against tight ends. I was like, Wow, okay. I saw um Mike Shula met with uh, the media as well today. Yes, he did. He like yeah, yeah. Uh, Pat Sherman makes his coordinators very available. They're, they're available to us every isn't, week. Isn't that like a breath of fresh air compared to what Coughlin used to allow? I mean, Coughlin never allowed his yeah. coordinators to talk to anybody. Yeah, Belichick, too. He doesn't allow anybody to talk to anybody, you know. Um, and Parcells, back in the day, never let his coordinators talk to anybody. So yeah. it is a breath of fresh air. Listen, every week we talk to Shula, Betcha, uh, you know, the special teams coach, McGay. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, even McGovern comes out like he'll come out on a sat uh, the, the day after. So yeah, uh, linebacker Sherman's very accessible like that. Yep. <clears throat> so what did what did Shula say? Anything interesting? I mean, what did he have to say today? Uh, just that they improved the off any offensive line play, and you know they got Saquon a little more involved. You know, you can't always have it every game, which is true. You know, not every game's the same. Um, that's about it. You know, just that the guys are working hard, and we saw some improvement, and and, and he hopes that it continues. You know, on uh. On defense, the Bucks. Uh, there's a familiar face on the mm. defensive line, Jason Pierre-Paul's having a pretty good year. And you, you posed a Twitter question, I think it was yesterday, uh, will, mm. will you cheer him? And it was just interesting that the different responses you got. Most people said, yeah, they'll cheer him until the game starts. But, um, right. uh, you know, he was kind of hurt, I guess, right, that, that he only got a, a, what, a, a text message from Mara or a phone call, whatever it was. Well, he was – yeah, he felt he should have got, I guess, a big uh, – a parade down Canyon's heroes uh, or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, you listen, Mara text him. Good luck. I guess that that wasn't good enough for him. A couple other guys. I know Eli reached out to him and Landon reached out to him. And he obviously was not very happy with that. You could tell JPP was on, you know, he was on a conference call and he wasn't happy with the uh, send off, I guess. I don't know exactly what he was looking for, but um, 
Yeah, whatever. To me, it sounds like he's a little bitter about the trade. Um, you know, uh, I, I, listen, JPP, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but if you don't think John Mara for one second, for one second, JPP, remembered you yep. yucking it up, yep. laughing, having a good time yeah. while Eli's was spilling out his guts, basically. Remember that interview, Jerry? I, I was just going to bring it up. He was one of the guys that was laughing. I mean, I, the guy was I in tears. Was, I believe it was him and Bobby Hart that were laughing in the background. Yeah, what a coincidence that both launched. But, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, he, Eli was an emotional moment, a moment for a, an iconic giant player in Eli Manning. Uh, excuse me, Eli Manning. And here's JPP in the back, you know, laughing it up at everybody. It wasn't a good look. And believe me when I tell you, Jerry, that had a lasting impression on a lot of people upstairs. Sure. Not saying that's why he was traded, um, but JPP wasn't the best locker room guy. Yeah, okay? I mean, he, he also denied the Giants to go look at him when he almost blew his hand off. I mean, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, I mean, they- Jesse, you know, Jesse Armstead flies down there. Yeah. And, you know, and his people like, no, 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 JP, you know. And then, of course, he came out. Oh, that was a miscommunication. You know, he was out of it. He was still, you know, he was still... Please give me a break, okay? I mean, God forbid, then after God, that, I Jerry, gonna, I was gonna say, God forbid, I'm ever in the hospital and, I, and I'm very sick, and Jesse Armstead wants to come in and see me. He's he's yeah. coming in with my family to see me. Go ahead, anyway, right? Sorry. Right. If Jesse wanted to see me, it'd probably be before my wife, you know. But <laughs> but, but but it's like, um, uh, yeah, I'd be like, excuse me, honey, well, 98 is here. No, no, put him in. You, I'll see you later, you know. But anyway, yeah, you know. And then after that whole incident, the Giants stuck by him. Which, if I was the owner, you know, I might have thought of it differently, but. They stuck by him, and then Jerry Reese and, and Mark, <clears throat> you know, Smiley uh, Ross decided to give him an extension. Yeah. On top of it, yep. for a guy that was pretty decent production, you know, they gave him a lot of money. Uh, uh, but I guess he feels slighted, Jerry, by the Giants organization because they didn't have a walkout for him or something. I don't know. Yeah, the thing with JPP he always reminded me of um, someone who was who had immense talent but got very lazy after that second year. Like, he put on weight in uh, 2012. He wasn't the same player mm-hmm. that he was in 2011. And no. when, when I, it's, he was one of those draft picks that, as soon as I saw him doing the backflips, it was kind of like Eric Flowers. When I read the report on Eric Flowers, I knew the Giants were taking him because it was raw ability. We can coach him up. JPP did those 27 backflips in a row. Yeah. And as soon as I saw that, I go, that's going to be the guy that Jerry Reese falls in love with. And then Reese at his press conference goes, yeah, I believe he did backflips. I feel like saying, yeah, you, you believe. Yeah. You watched it 7,000 times, Jerry. Yeah. Give me a break. So. Yeah, yeah listen, J- listen, JPP is a, a talented dude, man. Yeah. He's a talented dude. He had a couple of really good years for us. Yeah. A couple of the years where he disappeared at games. And then he had like a bunch of like collected sacks where you kind of like, oh, why do you have nine sacks? You know, one of those type deals, you know. We collected it in bunches, disappeared, like he's doing now in Tampa. He's got eight sacks, but he's been disappearing the last few games. He hasn't done anything out there. Um, but listen, he's a talented kid. He gave us some good years. He, he was huge for us in 2011. Yeah. And, and, and you know, Giant fans, and even me, Jerry, I don't know how you feel. I'll forever be grateful for JPP sure. for dominating in 2011. Yeah, you know, there, dominating. The, the, the two guys so. in 2011 that I remember, I mean, well, <laughs> really three. It was uh, Manning. I thought, he had, I thought he carried the team on offense, uh, Cruz and JPP. And JPP that year, yeah. I, me- I remember everybody saying, you know, they had, Giants haven't had a, that do- that dominant of a player on defense since yeah. uh, Lawrence Taylor. I mean, people have selective memory. Strahan was very good in between. Yeah. But but JPP's year in 2011 was insane. The blocked uh, the block field goal in Dallas. and Absolutely. Yeah, so it is what it is. No, no he gave us good years. He was a solid play here. There's not, listen, there's no question. That. I just, he's just obviously a little bitter about how it went down. But 
Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get to this game as far as making a prediction. Um, it should be an interesting one. But um, any any other matchups that kind of jump out at you in this one, other than the fact that let's uh, let's hope that Deshaun Jackson doesn't uh, you know pull our hearts out of our butts again. Yeah, um, what on offense, Jerry? When I Tampa mean, has you, the ball? You, whatever, whatever oh. kind of jumps out at you. I mean, yeah. Well, listen, you know, Tampa Bay. Uh, listen, their their secondary shambles. They got yeah. one kid that's playing ball, and Justin Evans, the second year kid, right at the safety. They got one interception all year by Justin by by Justin Evans. One. Now you know they got twenty one sacks in nine games. Not that good. A little over two. You know, NASA, the old Brown, is doing some things on the other edge. Yeah. But, Jerry, you know, their best linebacker, Levante David, looks like he's not going to be able to play someday. He's got a knee issue. He's their best player by far, uh, you know, linebacker-wise. This is an example where we look at it and say, hey, the Giants should light up the board a little bit. They should really do some things. I've said that before. It didn't happen, so (laughs) I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say they're going to light up the board, but they should do things offensively, Jerry. You know, they're very, very weak. Listen, they do have a few plays. Now, McCoy's a solid defensive tackle. JPP, you know, on the edge. But in the secondary-wise, Jerry, I mean, man, if Eli gets the time like he had Monday night where he had, you know, time, uh, he should do some serious damage on his Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, I think what scares me is the passing attack of the Bucks against our secondary. And like I said, man, <clears throat> J- Jenkins is a, is a good corner. B.W. Webb is, is having a decent year, and he's someone that uh, – <laughs> You know, he's playing way better than I thought he would as far as, like, someone who bounced around in the yeah. league. Yeah, no uh, question. You know, Grant Haley's our third corner now pretty much. Uh, Mike Thomas is in the slot. But, um, you know, I, it's, it's never a lack of effort with the Giants, and it's what we've always no. said all year. It, it's just a lack of really talent, especially now in that secondary. So, Yeah, Jerry, they only have 10 sacks, and even Fitzpatrick. You know, Fitzpatrick is going to do a few stupid things a game like he always does, but he also has the ability to get you over the top a lot, you know, yeah. to hurt you over the top a lot. And, he, and that's his game. That's what they do in Tampa. That's, that's what they do. Yep. You know, they attack down the field, vertical, you know. Yep. So it's going to be interesting, Jerry, because if they don't get to Fitzpatrick, the Giants could be in for a long day. All right, buddy. Um, let's, yeah. Let's do the picks now because we got a lot of Twitter questions that I want to try to get yeah. to because some of them are funny and creative. And I think what we'll do maybe this time is um, – the tank command this went in? Uh, I don't think he. I don't know. If, oh he's, my he's, God. He's, he's, he's victory Marin now. He changed. Oh okay, okay. <laughs> so he's in he's in victory mode. He's no longer tanking, I guess. Okay. Um, so tonight, buddy, Packers at Seahawks. Who do you like? Um, I'm gonna go with the Packers, uh, Jerry. I like the way they look defensively against Miami. I know it's not saying much, but Seattle, man, I tell you, they're hanging in there. Gave the Rams two heck of a games this year, but I'm gonna go with Rodgers. I think he's gonna do enough tonight. Yeah, I'm going to go with my heart here. I'm going to go with Seattle because I want them to win. Um, I'm just tired of the Northeast fraud, Green Bay fans. I, again, I don't, I don't pick like an analyst. I pick like an idiot. And I will say, though, Seattle hung in a lot better than I thought they would last week against the Rams. Mm. So uh, I, if they can do that against the Rams, I know it was kind of a heartbreaker for them. But um, yeah. I, I'm going to go with them tonight. Um, 1 o'clock Sunday, Titans at Colts. This is a good one. This is a real good one. The Colts have won 3-0. And... and- remarkably enough, I mean, this is incredible to me. They haven't given up a sack in four straight games. That's insane. Yeah, because here's a team that couldn't protect Luck. I mean, actually got him hurt. <laughs> they lost a season of Andrew Luck because he was getting killed back there. What's the biggest, now, what's the biggest difference on that offensive line? Oh, well, we all know that. The, the <laughs> Golden Doma. You know, Quentin, Quentin Nelson, man, he is playing like a pro bowler. 
They got Costanza back, a left tackle. And I tell you what, Frank Reich's doing a heck of a tough job too, Jerry. But this Mike Vrabel's guys, they're really coming on, man. I'm going to go with the Titans in a close one. Yeah, and for those of you who say you can't take a guard at two, please never say that again. Because if Quentin Nelson was taken second by the Giants, I, I again, I love Barkley. But if there was no Barkley and the Giants went Nelson, I wouldn't be too upset about it. But there's a there's a clip of him laying out a player. I forget who he hit nice. last week, where he's screaming yeah. as he's doing it like a maniac. Everything you yeah. would want in a guard. So, yep, yep. I'm gonna go with the Colts at home. Believe yeah, it or not. Okay. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a heck of a game. Go ahead. Yeah, they're kind of two toss ups so far. Here's yeah. one. Um, you would have thought it was a toss up. I don't think it's going to be. Steelers at Jags. Well, you know what? Right, exactly. Right. You you would think it would be a toss up, but the Jaguars are going one way. The Steelers are going another. Yep. I think the Steelers want to get a little payback too, Jerry. I mean, they lost twice to these guys last year. Um, I'm gonna go with the Steelers. The Steelers are really playing well. The Jaguars are playing horrible. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. Yeah, me too. I agree, and uh, they're going to beat the, um, you know, the 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 wizard of talent that he is, Tom Coughlin, in picking up flowers. By the way, Jerry, yeah, quickly, quick, yeah, Jerry, how's that Jaguar defense? By the way, mm-hmm. how, how do you like him? Do you remember the beginning of the year yep. before they played the Giants, and people were talking about the Jaguar defense like they were a steel curtain of nineteen thirty-five? And do you remember me, Jerry? Remember me and you going back and forth? Saying, well, I, can we pump the brakes with the Jaguar defense? They're not that good. Relax. Remember? Yeah, I How think, they playing now, bud? They I, can't even get a stop now. Please. And, and I think the most annoying part of that was that they were giving Coughlin credit when this was like, you know, yeah. first round pick after first yeah. round pick after first round yeah. pick of years yeah. of stinking you know, before he got there. Right. You know what's funny, Jerry? Last year, they were 10 and 6. They win a division, right? Um, they go to championship game and Coughlin was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Look at Tom. This year, <laughs> now it's Marone. Oh, Marone's got to go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about late? You know, you know. Uh, and by the way, and, I, and now he's bringing in Omami, right? Omami's yep. over there. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Tom. Yeah, Coughlin's in a unique situation where whenever the Jaguars do well, he gets all the credit, and whenever they do right. poorly, he gets none of the right. none of the blame. Right. Marone stinks. Right. <laughs> uh, Panthers at Lions. Uh, the Lions can't. They can't stop the run, even with snacks. They're struggling. Carolina's got ten days off. They took a they took a whooping last week. I'm gonna go with Carolina. Yeah, me too. That's an easy one. All right, here's the um, one of the games with that that will determine the Giants march back up the ranks in the NFC East. I'm calling it now. Cowboys at Falcons. Uh, I'm sorry, I was just trying to engulf that what you just said. Okay, uh, cow, uh, Cowboys. <laughs> Right, a lot of people are going to jump on the Cowboy bandwagon because they beat the, uh, you know, the uh, whatever they call them down in Philly. Um, sorry. Guess who's back? Deion Jones for the Falcons. Yeah, LSU the linebacker. linebacker. I loved, loved him coming out of college, man. Yeah, the, the Falcons, man, I don't mm. know if they were looking ahead last week. That lost to Cleveland, but I'm going to go with them at home with that offense this week. I agree. And what I mean is the Falcons are going to beat the Cowboys, and all of a sudden yeah. – this, this Here we go, baby. Good. Here we go. This I'm telling you, these teams in the NFC are going to come crawling back to us in the right. standings. So, okay, I'm staying right. with it. Uh, Bengals at Ravens. Well, it looks like Robert Griffin's going to have to play this game. Uh, from what I'm reading today, uh, Flacco's got that bad hip. Yeah, um, this makes it interesting. You know what? The Ravens are not playing well either, man. The Bengals can't stop anybody, but I'm going to go. Uh, this is probably stupid. But I'm going to go with the Bengals. On the road here. 
Yeah, after last week, I'm never picking them ever again until they win. So <laughs> after they embarrassed me <laughs> for me picking them over the Saints, <laughs> I, I imagine we'll see some Lamar Jackson if we see RG three in there. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's going to be in the package definitely. Yeah, I'm going especially Ravens. when especially when Griffin either gets hurt or throws two picks in the first two series. I'm going to go with the Ravens at home. Uh, Texans at Redskins. Okay, this is a game. Now, people look at the Redskins, you know, oh, look at unbelievable defensive effort last week, 16-3 against that Tampa offense. Not really. They gave up 500 yards. Yeah. Tampa shot themselves in the foot. Yep. The Redskins offensive line is decimated. That Texans front seven is pretty good, especially up front. I'm going to go with the Texans on the road. Yeah, me too. I agree with you, man, and I'm rooting for them. So uh, two games at one that are going to go the Giants' way. Oh, God. <laughs> Quiet. Uh, here's here's a really good one at 405 <laughs> Raiders at Cardinals uh, Cardinals I, I like the Cardinals at home the Raiders is just yeah it, yeah it's over if there's ever a team that's packed it in uh, man and, and and by packing it I mean just letting everyone go and just letting your team stay yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with you I think the Cardinals will do just enough to win uh, Broncos at Chargers um, I, I like the Chargers I uh, like the, char- the Broncos, Case Keenan. I, they just don't have enough. The Chargers are playing home. They're playing too too well, uh, too good. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. Watch them. I think they're getting Bosa back. Bosa actually might play Sunday, if not the following week. So watch them now in the second half, boy. I agree. I'm going Chargers as well. Here's one that's interesting. 425. And uh, I guess your wish comes th- true because I have to pick somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. Eagles at Saints. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, just one second, Jerry. I just got a breaking news from my cell phone. Mookie Betts won MVP. Okay. Um, <laughs> the uh, Saints, bud. Uh, Eagles have nobody left in that secondary. Nobody. They just lost their best corner for the year. Yeah. Uh, they don't even know who they're going to line up against a pretty well-oiled machine in New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees. Oh, right, yeah. Jerry? Yeah. Drew Brees. Yeah, so Drew Brees at home. Uh, no humidity, no wind, 72 Excuse degrees. me. Excuse me. Uh, where did he play last week? <laughs> okay. I know. But I'm saying... Because oh, I sense you're being a wise guy now. You're coming in with that no humidity crap and <laughs> all that. What I'm saying is, okay. as well as he played last week, this week, all the elements are in his favor, as right. usual. Or maybe he'll put up 60 then instead yeah. of 51. Against that defense now, man, I will be the biggest Drew Brees fan in the league this week. Right. So, um, what is it? Go Saints. G-E, was it? G-E-A-U-X. I don't yeah. know. Go and Saints. Brandon, and Brandon Marshall is going to be going to the playoffs. I don't know if it really counts, but for the yeah. first time. Go ahead. Yep. So it, the, if he survives the last seven games. Go ahead. The Saints will dominate, hopefully. And uh, by then, by 7.30 or 7 o'clock, we'll be very happy. Uh, good one. Sunday night. Vikings at Bears. Um, yeah. I, you know what? I, I'm going to go with the Vikings here on the road over here. Chicago on a close one. I'm going Bears. Going Bears at home. Um, uh, the you like this Trubisky guy, huh? You I like Big Mitch, huh? I, I think he's it's the, coming the, on, man. The improvement from year one to year two yeah, has been uh, yeah. fascinating. Yeah, I think uh, Matt Nagy's doing a heck of a job on him, boy. Yeah, and that's what happens when you put like you know you see all these first year coaches with these early round pick quarterbacks. They get fired, then they bring in an offensive guru, and then they seem to take off, right? And, and you're going to see it this year. Uh, you might see it with the Jets next year when you know Todd Bowles goes and they bring in an offensive guy. You saw it with Goff. Yeah, there's a lot of examples of it, and and this is one of them. I'm I'm going with the Bears in a close one at home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Monday night. I mean, what a what is that another is that another Red Sox uh, update? Yep. Or? Mookie Betts officially won MVP. <laughs> no, another. One. It, it was between him and about three other Red Sox. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Monday night, probably the game of the week. Uh, definitely the game of the week. 
what I think will be the Super Bowl matchup, Chiefs at Rams. Wow, Super Bowl, really, huh? That's very possible, man. Wow. Well, the game moved to L.A., right? I'm going to go with the Rams, man. <laughs> I tell you, this is going to – I guess it's going to be like whoever has the ball last yeah. or whoever gets two stops, you know, or a turnover is going to come to the difference. But I'm going to go with the Rams at home. This is a tough one, man. It's a coin flip. <sighs> I like the Chiefs. And I and, and the only reason I say that is the home field, that means nothing in L.A. because uh, – yeah, it just yeah, seems no. like they're, they're only fifty percent there. So I'll go with the Chiefs yeah. just to be different. But I, in all honesty, this was a coin flip. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs barely. And uh, the most important game of the week: Buccaneers at Giants. Um, okay, I'm gonna, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna have to go with the Buccaneers, Jerry. I don't know if the Giants are gonna be able to stop them enough. Um, in this one. I just I look at the Giants secondary against these guys, and they're gonna have to get like three turnovers, in my opinion. They got two last week, really helped them shorten the field, you know, put them over, you know, they really uh, to put them over the top against the 49ers. Um, they're gonna have to do the same thing. I don't know if it's gonna happen. I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay in this one. Well, we know you're going with you, you know. I'm going with the Giants. I'm going with the Giants. Right. I'm on the Giants on a last second field goal. And I, I think it's gonna. I think the defense somehow, some way, is gonna stop them or contain them enough to where they're in it. And Eli once again is not ready to sit down. It's not gonna happen yet, Giant fans. Mm-hmm. And the Giants go to three and seven as we watch the other teams, the NFCs, lose. The Giants all of a sudden relevant again. Sports talk radio is much more um, listenable. And I think Giant fans by the end of the day on Sunday are gonna be very happy. So I'm going with an Aldrich Rosas. Field goal at the end. He hasn't had a game winner like that, and this will be it. So, Giant fans, you're welcome in advance because somehow they're going to pull this one out. And uh, I called it last week. I'm calling it again this week. So. All right. Good. Sounds good. <laughs> hope, I hope you're right, bud. I hope I'm wrong for the second week in a row. And this is one where you won't, like, text me during because you want the Giants to win. But actually, yes. you'll be too busy in the press box anyway. So. No, but I still thought, you know, if it was the Saints, I would have threw you a text anyway, but still. All right, so let's get to the questions. Some of these are hilarious. I'm going to read all of them. Um, maybe, we'll, maybe, we'll alter, maybe we'll alternate so that way you can kind of go through them quicker so everybody gets a shot. From uh, Patty F. at Scorpio1968, does Boomer's giggling on the morning show commercials that run all day on the fan aggravate you as much as it does me? Simple answer for me, yes. Uh, actually, Geo's uh shots at the Giants on purpose. That that's what kind of annoys me, you know. Yep. Um so that's you know, boom nah it doesn't really that, that giggle doesn't annoy me that much. Uh the other guy kind of annoys me more with his you know with his nonsense. Hey, everything they do in that morning show annoys me. Uh this is a good one because it references that these people are listening to the show. Sean Allen at Spa thirty two blue. Call me a buffoon. But after that one <laughs> <laughs> But after that win, I'm with OBJ. Let's make a run. And if the Giants peel off some more wins, what does that do for the quarterback situation next year? Keep Eli, try and draft a guy or a bridge QB. Uh, I'm in on the on the run. Um, I think if the Giants somehow keep winning, I think uh, miraculously it is on the table next year that Eli comes back. I, I I don't think it's I think it's less likely because I don't think the Giants will win eight straight. But um, if the Giants don't like a quarterback where they're picking very early, I don't. Th- I don't think they're going to pick one. Uh, I think. Yep. They're gonna, I think they're going to take best player available. So, 
Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I still think they're going to go quarterback. Now, obviously, if Eli rips off eight straight, you know, that could be – he could be coming back and still draft a quarterback, right? Yeah. Um, just quickly, today, Odell was asked about that, you know, eight straight comment. Yeah. Comment, and he, he was like, what? <laughs> Odell was like, what? Everybody chuckled when I said that last week. Like you could, t- like you know what's funny, Jerry? Like sometimes athletes say things, you know they don't mean it. You know, oh yeah, yeah we could win nine in a row. We could do this. You know, Odell honestly believes good that he could. You got to see his face when he was asked that thing. Like he was like, what? What's so funny? You know, like he good for him. He feels and good for him, Jerry. Right good for him. This is the part he that feel- this is the part that you <laughs> like about him. And this is if you're a Giants fan, this is what you want to hear from him. Right. And then somebody asked Sherman about it later on. It was like, oh, well, are you happy? You know, he would make a comment like that. And Sherman was like, yeah, I'm happy. You know, yeah, of course. Let, I'm, I'm happy that my players think they could do this, you know. Um, so getting back to the question, I think the Giants will draft the quarterback, you know, unless they obviously don't like anybody coming out. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. You know, Gadamon went down, saw Herbert already. I don't know. Yeah. But. If Eli rips off and looks really good, then yeah, you could see him coming back and still drafted a quarterback. Or like you said, Jerry, you know, going with the best player available. All right. Uh, oh, here we go. He did ask a question. Victory Mara. He did. <laughs> do you think it's a good one? I'll leave it. I'll let you answer it. Yeah. Do, do you think RJ McIntosh finally makes his rookie debut? This week? I, well, no, I, I, I don't think he will. This week, yeah. I guess he's asking for the Tampa game. No, I don't believe he will this week. I think he's a few weeks away from being activated. Yep. All right. Uh, blessed at blessed zero nine zero zero four seven five four. Do you think they should convert Collins to a linebacker because his coverage skills are not good at all? He was getting in at by Kittle all game. Um, do I think he should? I think they should consider it. It's something they'll never do. So. Yeah. No. He he does line up. You know, in a linebacker's position at times. Uh, matter of fact, he was even doing that in practice today. I was actually watching that a little bit. Uh, but no, I don't think he'll be a Dion Buchanan full time. Or Mark Barron from a safety to a full-time linebacker. No, I don't believe they will do that. Um, Here's one. It's a little opening up question, and I'll I'll do it. I don't care. Um, Agent X at Agent X 6021. I'm tired of the same questions. You're fast becoming my favorite podcast. Thank you. And by the way, thank everybody. because Thanks to everybody because the the downloads are increasing every time, and uh, the the feedback has been tremendous. So, uh, again, thanks to everybody, and thanks for the ratings. This This is a blast. So, um, would like to get to know Chris and Jerry better. So here's a f- couple questions. What got you into this industry? Who were your inspirations? Mentor, proudest accomplishment, biggest struggle. I'll go through them real quick. What got you into this industry? I'm an idiot Giants fan, and I can't help myself. I, uh, wrote, I used to write letters into the Giant Insider when Ken Palmer ran it, and he would ask me, can you write a column weekly? I started to. Then he said, can you write more? I did. He said, can you write half the paper? I started to, and this is where we are now. He stepped aside. And uh, I kind of <laughs> took over the giant inside. So uh, if you want something bad enough, guys, go and doing for it. A, and doing a hell of a job at it, bud. Thanks, buddy. Um, and so mentor. Yeah, Ken Palmer. Same, same answer. Who, was mm. your, who, uh, who would be your inspiration? From a writing standpoint, it's easy. Uh, Jerry Eisenberg uh, from the uh, Star Ledger years ago. I, I didn't think anybody wrote better than him. I could only dream of writing sentences uh, as well as he did. But as far as like writing, uh, knowing about the history of the Giants, I didn't think anybody was better than Eisenberg. Proudest accomplishment slash biggest and biggest struggle. Proudest accomplishment is easy. Everybody says they're kids, so that's too easy of an answer. But I would say uh, the fact that I stalked my uh, my now wife uh, about for a year and a, a year and a half in high school <laughs> before she gave in to my several advances. So nowadays, I don't know if this would be legal. 
but I stalked her for like a year and a half. She gave up, um, had three kids with me, married me, well, married me first, had three kids. Uh, and, and here we are today. So, uh, biggest struggle. That's easy being professional on Twitter. And Chris will admit this. Um, he like yells at me because he's like, Jared, I got to work with these people. Please stop sending this out. Um, you know, when I said the other night, I hate Booger McFarlane, Chris sent me a text. Hey, Jared, can you not use the word hate? Uh, you know, I'd appreciate that. And he's right. You know, I, that's my biggest struggle because I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm ridiculously passionate about the giants and everybody who hates the giants. Um, I block and I mute and I'm, I'm a five-year-old. So my biggest struggle is remaining professional. So there you go. Agent X. I opened up for you. <laughs> um, here's one from Richard Carroll at R E Carroll. Uh, where's Gallman been? I don't know, man. We have, we have Saquon Barkley. I, yeah. Yeah. It's tough to get Gallman in the game because you have such a dynamic running back in Barkley. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the beginning of the year, he didn't want to like give Barkley. He didn't want to wear him down, right? He was going to kind of rotate Goldman in a little bit. Give Barkley <laughs> that kind of went out the window. Now Barkley's like in every series. I think Goldman was in a two series last game, right? And he and a few times he's had touches. He had one big drop. I remember early in the year. I don't remember the game. Um, and he hasn't really looked. You know, the few touches he's had, he hasn't really looked. You know, that good. And Saquon's just a beast. Right, Jerry? He's just a beast. And I like, so. I like Wayne Gallman. I think he could be a productive yeah. back, but it's, yeah. it's tough, man. It's like say, it's like asking yeah. for Andy Hedden uh, when Lawrence Taylor's on the field. Like, uh, I mean, that's, you know. Yeah. Need, you need Andy I, Hedden to get more playing time. It's like, well, who are you going to play? Yeah. Who are you going to sub in and out? Banks or Taylor? So. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think Coach Sherman's looking for some, some signs of, let's see if this kid wears down a little bit as a, because he's just a kid. You know, he's just a rookie. But he's not showing any signs <laughs> of wearing down, right. which which I believe Sherman's giving him even more of a workload. Now he got 20 rushes last game and plus the, the receptions. You know what, Jerry? Uh, you stand next to this kid, Barkley. Um, he is an absolute beast. Um, yeah. yeah, he is. His, he's a rock, Jerry. He's built like a fire hydrant. His legs are like, forget about it. Yeah. Um, I ask him all the time. Like, I'm looking for like you know a couple times I'll be like, hey I'll be like hey Saquon you know how's I like to do it with the rookies like him Hill you know I'll, because they start hitting a wall sometimes these kids you know yeah. um and I ask like I ask Barkley sometimes like I was talking to him I asked like you know how's the body how's the body you know I feel like I'm, he goes I feel like I'm in training camp I look at him like oh my god like he just got a marvel at the kid he's he's just a physical specimen he's just incredible so. Um, unfortunately for Gallman right now, he's behind, you know, an electrifying back who's built like a mule, you know, so. Yep. Uh, Max Valverde at Max Valverde. I, pronou- I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, do you think we have to be mathematically eliminated from playoff contention before we see Loletta? Yes. Very simple answer. Absolutely. Um, actually, Jerry, I'm going to differ on that a little bit. I thought if Eli looked horrible last week. Or even like if he was horrible, and he carried over to the Tampa game, and he came out early in the Tampa game and threw a pick. That I think you Sherman might have made a move. I don't know if quite know if Sherman was ready to be mathematically eliminated. So I'm going to say no on that. I don't know about math. I think it all depends on Eli's play. And obviously after last week, that's not even a question now as far as what you know as far as benching Eli. Yeah, I think now it is though. I think now we're at the point where they got to be mathematically eliminated. But we'll see. Uh, John Quigley at Robin Millett too. When is Manning's contract up? Uh, next year. His yeah, base, next year. His base salary is 11.5, and I'm looking at this. I didn't memorize it. 
Signing bonus six, roster bonus five, workout mm. five hundred thousand, cap hit twenty three million, dead cap six point two. So he's an unrestricted free agent afterwards, which is why he was never going anywhere this year, which is why I laughed at anybody who said the Giants are taking a quarterback in the draft because the cap hit would have been, oh, I don't know, um, $28 million this year instead of next year where it's six. So that's, yeah. that's that. Uh, Matt, Matthew Blackberry, um, he asked two questions, but you only get one, bud. Here's one. Um <laughs> What kind of contract Landon Collins? What what kind of contract does Landon Collins deserve to have? He's not making any plays. Can't keep up with the scat backs or tight ends. Is he worth the franchise tag? I don't want to. You know, you never want to take money out of a guy's pocket. So it's a tough question to answer. I I think the Giants intend to sign him long term because they didn't trade him. Um, I think letting him walk away now would be stupid if he didn't get a second. If if they were offered a second, didn't take it, and then let him walk. Uh, they're morons. Um, so I think they'll at least franchise the guy and then they'll make him one of the highest paid safeties in the league next year. Yeah. You know, you got to remember something too, you know, Jerry, he's a strong safety, not a free safety. I know a lot of people, they, right. they think of safeties and it right away. What comes in their mind? Interceptions, right? Interceptions, you know, uh, listen, Landon's go, betcha loves Landon, man. Sherma loves Landon. They love his professionalism. They love his passion. And he's having a good year now. When he's caught, you know, when he's when he's lined up in space, you know, when he's boxed up in space against somebody. Yeah, that that could be exposed. You know, I, I understand that he could be exposed there. But Landon, like you said, Landon's going to be a least franchise next year, and I believe they will work out a deal after the franchise tag. Um, you know, so listen, Landon's a top five to seven safety in this league. Um, you, you can't. I understand he gets beat sometimes and all that, but he does so many other things, Jerry. You know, yeah. so many other things. And I don't, I, I don't know about you, Bud, but I, I hope he goes nowhere. I want him to stay. I love the guy, man. Uh, he loves the game of football, loves being a giant, and and he's productive enough to be here another three, four years. Um, his second question actually was kind of we addressed it already. Um, so I'm not going to read it, but we kind of addressed it with falling out of the. If you fell out of the top ten. You stay put and take, I'm going to say I'm reading it. Uh, you take Daniel Jones or the best available. I think they would take best available. Anyway. Uh, if you fall out of the top 10 pick? Yeah. Well, because, uh, you know, I, I listen, I'm on board if with they go on a run, If they go on a run or something. Okay. Yep. If they go on a run. Okay. Uh, here's one. Chuck Yeager um, at Hokey Eggs. So I, I guess he breaks the sound barrier and he's also uh, asking us questions, which is pretty cool. Right. Pretty good. Uh, why can't we ever cover? <laughs> why can't we ever cover a tight end? Ah, we talked about it. Um, we just don't have the talent on defense. What percentage of carries do you think Saquon gets hit in the backfield of backfield before he can get going? Good question. He's number uh, one in the league. He's yeah, number one in the league. Yeah, it's not even close. I mean, my God, mm. the kid's getting buried. Uh, <laughs> what percentage? 99. <laughs> yeah. um, so some no, Yeah, I don't know what the exact percentage, but he was number one as a couple weeks ago yeah. of being hit in the backfield. Here's a good one. Chris Yantha at Chris Yantha. Um, did the O-line improve dramatically in pass protection or was the field a bit slow in Santa Clara, not letting the pass yeah. rushers get off? That's a good question, I think. Um, you know what? That, that's a fair enough question. I like that. Because the, the 49er defensive line is pretty good. I would mm. say that the Jamon Brown coming over, Jamon Brown coming over was a huge uh, uplift for this, uh, this line. I thought that was the best they looked all year. I think it was more the fact that the line played better than the fact that the, the field was sloppy. Yeah, because DeForest Buckner, 
and Armstead, they had the right cleats on <laughs> before the game. Right. The Giants, so it's always the road team that has to adjust. Trust me, the 49ers had the right cleats on. They knew what the turf was like. You look at the film, it was Nate Solder, Chad Wheeler, Jamon, and Big Will, you know, and of course, Pulley. That was the reason, folks, why they only had the one sack. Uh, had nothing to do with the field. So, Sleepy Manny asked a similar question, so we kind of answered that. Um, Ryan Williams asking a similar question. If Eli plays better and gets the team to 7-9, and nine, is that enough for him to come back? Uh, we kind of answered that. Was that you, Jerry? Did you really put that question in? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my burner account. Um, I have another question for you, Jerry. Yeah. I love the, you know, when you go over these guys' contracts, I love the $500,000 workout. Course. I know. Isn't that nice? That'd like, awesome. like if I go up to Gettleman, like I see Gettleman all the time. Like, if I go up to hey, Dave, if I throw a few barbells around, you know, could I get 500000 just to work out? I mean, that is unbelievable, right? Just to work out. That is great, man. Wow. Yeah, just to, to work out. And JPP's out. crying about phone calls. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's awesome uh anthony <laughs> anthony pizzarello who's a subscriber to the insider uh anthony pizzarello can someone tell boomer <laughs> that the giants are not going to trade obj to cleveland yeah that came up again today on the radio that cleveland cleveland was driving hard to the hoop and you know now that it's can they still do it the trading deadline's over and if, if cleveland wanted obj they'd have to give up two first rounders and he said that they were driving hard to get him and I don't know, man. I guess oh. it's a slow week on WFAN. The Giants are. Never heard that. The Giants won, and uh, they don't know what to talk about because the Giants won and the, and the Jets lost, and they're miserable in the morning because everyone's calling in about Eli Manning. And uh, it is what it is on that show. Uh, that's we got to stop with the Odell stuff. Yeah. Got to stop. These people are fascinated with Odell. Fascinated with him, right, Jerry? That's all they do is talk about him. Oh, yeah. Oh, Brown was, the Browns were going hard for Odell. The Browns were not going hard. They inquired about him. That's all. They got a little feel from Gettleman. All right. It wasn't like Gettleman put it out there. Well, make me an offer. He's gone. All right. Please. All right. They inquired about Landon Collins, too. People inquired about him, too, Jerry. They inquired about Jack Rabbit. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I mean, enough with the Odell stuff. All right. You see how great he is, bud? Yeah. All right. The kid is great. Okay, enough. The kid is not going anywhere. The kid is great. He's trying his best. He has to mature a little bit more. He's not going anywhere. He's loved in a locker room, and Sherman likes him a lot, Jerry. Trust me on this. Likes him a lot. Yeah, I'm enough. in. I'm in. Uh, Boomer, I, I... I know Boomer and the other guy, uh, Sleepo, Bebo, whatever his name is, that sits next to him. <laughs> You know, because their ratings, you know, on that, you know, they want to, oh, yeah, I like Boomer, like he has sources. Or the Browns are going in hard on him. They what, Boomer? Okay. I guess you're in Quest Center with me, too, every day. I guess I don't, I don't see your big head then. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's not a question, it's a, com it's a comment um, that I have to read because, again, it references that people are listening. Uh, Brodell Beckham Jr. at Shampoo Poppy. <laughs> We've read. These guys just changed their names, but they have the same at, which is hilarious. <laughs> so when Sean Allen said, call me a buffoon, but after that one win, we're going to make a run. Uh, Brodell Beckham at Shampoo Poppy just sent back buffoon. So we will leave it at that. Um, buddy, awesome job. This is, this, is, this is a lot of fun. And again, everyone uh, who's listening, um thanks for listening and and the ratings and the feedback has been have been tremendous and we just did a 45 minute one and it absolutely flew by so just uh, a few things but yeah go ahead just keep an eye on this Corey coleman kid down the road here yeah you as like we, him as we move on you like him keep man. an eye on him yeah yep 
smart move by the Giants having him return kickoffs. He was dynamic at it in college. We talked about it a little couple of days ago. You know, Hugh Hugh Jackson, I guess, didn't realize his co- that he played in college. Never, <laughs> it never even gave him a shot to return kickoffs. Giants did. He was the best one. But but keep an eye on him. He's getting involved more and more in the offense. In practice wise, he's catching up to what him and Eli, you know, um, need to do on the field and yeah, you know what? watch and, and for him down the road. Bad job by me because Dennis Coaches, Coaches, I don't know how to pronounce it, at Den K40, actually asked that question. I should have read that one. I, I skipped over it by mistake. Do you think Corey Coleman will get more reps at wide receiver? He's explosive and another dangerous weapon. So um, I guess you're saying uh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, look, you know, not, not, not a ton this week, but as the game, you know, at, when they go down to uh, that, you know, the fluke, fluke Delphia, a uh, week after that, and as the games move along, well, look for this kid. They'd be more and more involved. They're really, they're pretty high on him, Jerry. I can tell you that they're pretty high on him. Oh, you know, he came over. Forgot what? that game is coming up. I got to up my blood pressure medication. I forgot that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. The flu, as I like to call my, uh, like I like I like to refer them to my Eagle friends over here in Jersey, Fluke Del, Fluke Delphia. Oh God. Yeah. By the way, uh, just I know we got to go, but Peterson stinks. He's the worst coach in the league. I know. That's what everyone's saying. And it, and I, I find myself, oh, and, and, a good, and a good friend of mine, uh, Matt Bucari, does the same thing. When hmm. the, when WFAN just stops talking about the Giants, which they start to do at 6.01 every day, he goes over to WIP Philly because he figures, well, at least I can listen to Eagle fans rant and rave about how bad their team is. Oh, so. oh man, they are ranting and raving too, bud. Hysterical. And just one last thing, Jerry, before before yeah, we go, go, I just ahead. want to congratulate. I know this is going to be a little rough on you too because you know, you're having a rough time of it. In your sports world, but Marty Brodeur, congratulations, Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they should have. <laughs> go ahead. What are no, you going to say no, now? Go they, ahead. Go. That's fine. They should have been, you know, on, in the same ceremony, they should have inducted Scott Stevens, Ken Danica, and Scott Niedermeyer because if Henry you, Lundquist had defensemen like that in front of him, it wouldn't even be a, wouldn't even be close. You but. can't just let me just say it without you making a comment, Mister Sensitive. No, Can no, no. You? It's it's like it's like those who think Emmett Smith is the best running back of all time. No, you no, no way. It's nope. Same, sorry, it's the same comparison. I mean, bro, do- and OJ was better than him. I hate to say it because OJ might have did some bad things. Yeah, you know, uh, but OJ was better than Emma Smith. Trust me in this one. OJ was phenomenal. But all right, and, and I'm not saying that because he's a cowboy. I'm just saying it because it's true. Emmett was not the best running back of all time. <laughs> yeah. I and that's why I'm comparing him to Brodeur. So anyway, what? what, what? Be, well, I'm just saying with that with the defenseman that Brodeur had in front of him. If he had 14 shots at him, that was like a busy night for him. So. Oh my God! All right, uh, are we going now? Is well, that is where, that a, is that a wrap? Lundquist is under siege. Every yeah, day of I know. Life. Poor Henry. Poor Henry. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, be sure to order your copy of the Giant Insider newspaper. Go to www.giantinsider.com or visit magster.com for a digital subscription. That's m-a-g-z-t-e-r.com. Yearly subscriptions are 39.95 for paper copies, and the digital version is only 17 for a yearly subscription. 14 issues as we're bi-weekly during the season, a month in the offseason. Our next podcast will be 8 p.m. Monday, November 19th, where we recap uh, the Buccaneer, uh, the win against the Buccaneers. Buccaneer win, right. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, and uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, depending on how the, the game goes, maybe we'll do more Twitter questions. I, I love that part of this thing. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone, to the Giant Insider Podcast. I'm Jerry Foley. He's Chris Bizignano. And remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.